the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pointless exercise. What an exercise in futility. I'm not talking about us being here today. No. I'm talking uh. <laughs> James <laughs> Comey. This is legit. This is good. This is <laughs> definitely must-see TV. Much must-miss TV, regardless of how CNN is funded, is the James Comey hearings on Capitol Hill. I knew it was going to be like this. I've known for days. What's the we, latest? What do you, did he? Nothing. What? what, what huh, huh. <clears throat> nothing. It's exactly what we knew would happen. Nothing. And nothing will come out of this. This is pointless. I'm not saying they shouldn't investigate. Yes, investigate. Have your hearings. But the media spin that this is gargantuan, it's not. And number two, nothing will happen with these hearings. Nothing. The only thing that I I think could be good about this is that Comey finally gets to say, I mean, he was humiliated by the way he was fired um, and the aftermath with Trump just talking, 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 not hmm. shutting up. He at least gets to say something now. Humiliating. It's humiliating. He was speaking to a group of FBI people okay. in L.A. Right. And behind him, breaking news, Comey is fired. He didn't have a clue. He thought it was a joke. I'm going to defer to you and Cal on what is a humiliating way to get fired because I've been fired so many times <laughs> by radio stations. I've been fired by the best radio stations in America, folks. Uh, and in so many horrible ways that I'm just like, oh, yeah, they fired I me. Mean, it sucks, but I've been through that like 12 times. So, you know, I got fired on my honeymoon. I went away on my honeymoon. Did honey- you really? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's I get, I get I get back on my, <laughs> so I go away for my honeymoon. Well, Where'd first of all, I was doing a show in Richmond, Virginia, mm-hmm. and I was doing a show in Cincinnati. And there's this long backstory where I was going to keep doing two, but I'd be in one half the year and one, right. whatever. So I get to Cincinnati. My wife gets a job. We buy a house. She signs a contract. Oh, no. We go through the whole thing. <laughs> And we go on the honeymoon, and like uh, Thursday before I was supposed to return the following Monday, I get a call, and they're like, hey, what are you doing? You back yet? And I was like, you do not, because I know I've been through this like, type of thing, and there's only one reason I you're calling. I know call- your tone. I mean, part of me was naively saying, there's a slight chance that he's saying, stop by, we've all got a gift for you for your uh-huh. marriage. No, that's not it. So when I see stuff like this, I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, it sucks, but you know. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to ask you to come in on Saturday, and so you can get fired. It was it humiliating the way he was fired, Cal? 
Um, yeah, totally. And even he one, got one, one to ten. The humiliation, ten being outrageous, and one being eh. Well, I, I, normally I'd probably put it at a, at a ten, but since it's Trump, a lot of people are like, I don't worry about the guy's an idiot; doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> right, thing. right. There's a lot of people. I yeah. think he got a, a lot of that. But um, he actually he got to respond because he said in the uh, in the in the um, test in the testimony, Trump administration chose to quote defame me and yeah. FBI using lies, plain and simple. He said okay, that, yeah. so. okay, right. And, so he got to like so he got to speak his mind, yeah. which is really good for for yes. Comey. But the problem with this is, I think he's going to end up helping Trump with this whole display. I think in the long run, after you go through this whole thing, it will end up helping him. Because the big thing that is even in this, and I'm sure they're going to ask him a lot of questions, and I already have asked him sometimes, uh, about Trump saying that um, he was not part of the investigation. Trump, Trump asked him three different times uh, at mm -hmm. their meeting on the 9th of January before he was sworn in. Uh, at a dinner, I think on the 16th of February, something like that, and then a meeting on the 30th. I think that that mm -hmm. was a phone call. That those three times, Trump specifically asked him, am I the target of your investigation or of an investigation? And he told him specifically no. He even put that in there. Mm -hmm. And remember when Trump even put that in the um, uh, firing memo, where he right. fired him? Yep. He specifically referenced that. So it makes Trump look like he's legit. You know, I'm not the target, I'm not the target. And that was even his response mm -hmm. yesterday, said... Uh, it's just good. It's getting out there that he, I was not the target of the investigation. Don't you oh, think that helps the, him? Uh, the, uh, the, the, the left, though, is going like they're making a big deal out of this thing. You know, like the Huffington Post headline, Comey lying Trump White House defamed me. You know, it's like this big. <laughs> that's all he said it's, it's, all morning it's, long. It's, uh, <laughs> OK, defamed him. That's fine. But remember, they're all like, you know, in Comey's corner again, but they've been back and forth. Yeah. Yep. Like you said, this is just make exactly what they said from the beginning. This is just making it look like he didn't do anything. So when this he didn't, right, he didn't exactly, Trump justice, right, he didn't tell him it. to drop anything. He didn't, you know, he wasn't under investigation. So yeah. when this is all over, Comey will st people will still be like, I don't know about the guy, right? right? I mean, yeah. was he on the left? Is he on the right? Did he help Hillary? Wow. Did he help Trump? I don't know. That's, mm -hmm. I mean, I suspect he's going to go on and, you know, have a longer career, maybe in public service or something. Right. He'll, he's, he's not going to retire completely, and this may end up helping him. He seems but like the, an honest guy. I, I, I think I, oh, I think he's likable. I believe when he says what he says. I don't yeah. feel like he's, you know, trying to be shady or trying to mince words. He doesn't words. seem shady at yeah, all. I think he's you're right. He's really straight up and honest. So the big question in this entire thing is, and this is almost the only thing that matters. There's a couple secondary, but the big thing is, did the president obstruct justice? Did he do something illegal, right? Is that the question? I mean, I'm saying, is that, no, I'm not asking whole, you. I'm just oh, saying, okay. but that's, that's what this whole boils down to. I mean, the only reason we even care about this is did he obstruct justice, right? I don't know if that's why we care about this. Or why we should care about okay, it. Okay, I was going to say, it seems to be more of a sensationalized... Oh, yeah, that's why the media is doing it. But, I mean, yeah. really, the only important yes. part of this is, did he did obstruct drugs? Did he obstruct drugs? Yes. what we were talking about this morning, illegal mm -hmm. versus inappropriate. Right. Then the secondary, a much distant mm -hmm. care concern, is, was it inappropriate, what he did? Did he do something illegal? Based on the information that we have, no, no. he did not. Right. There's even debated the old... Uh, well, I hope you can let uh, Comey go, I or um, Flynn go. I hope mm -hmm. you can just, you know, He's forget about it. He's a good guy. Yeah. I mean, at best, that is inappropriate. But do we expect anything appropriate out of Trump? No, and then there's, <laughs> and then there's degrees of, of how inappropriate, too, though, Carrie. I mean, it's uh -huh. really inappropriate up to illegal or right. even including or all the way down like, eh, he probably shouldn't have done that. I mean, I think, I don't think he was trying to get him to 
you know, stop the investigation, you know, right. and the use of power of the office. I think he is, well, we know he's a negotiator. Right. And he's New York. That's what you do. Right. Hey, listen, you're a, he's a good right. fella, right? right? You're just glad hand him. And, hey, he's a good guy. Can you let it go? Let's work this out. Right. Right. I that's think what that's he does. More of it. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. So inappropriate, probably on mm -hmm. some level. Massively, major league, upsetting, inappropriate. No. Now, if there's more to come out, if we, I'm not saying don't investigate, but at this point, that's what we have. Right. Nothing has come out that is outrageous right. or illegal. And anybody being reasonable from... is going to tell you the same thing. If somebody's out there saying it's absolutely illegal, where's the proof? You're expecting where a lot is the proof? Using that whole anybody who's reasonable. I know. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a, a hell of a qualification. <laughs> well, no, because think about this. Even if you're sitting there right now going, Doc. No, he did something illegal because blah, blah. What proof do you have? Mm -hmm. The best we have is Comey wrote down what happened. We don't know if that he wrote, down it, wrote it down accurately after the event. We don't know. He could be lying about the thing. It's a he said, known, he said. I think he's known to be a pretty uh, stringent I sort of... I agree. It's still, is it a it's legal not, it's piece not of proof. proof? It's not okay. tangible can you, can proof. You, it's still... Admit that into right. a right. court. I mean, you know? I could write down uh, what happened right after our show when Cal and I, I were engaged in a conversation we today. I what that conversation And I got some, uh, quite an earful for his wife uh, later today about what he was saying. You see what I'm saying? But I wrote it down so you know it's legitimate. <laughs> I mean, I, I made sure as soon as Cal walked away to write it all down so you know it's going to be, you don't know for sure. He, but, but even what he claimed is questionable. He said, hey, I hope you can let this Flynn thing go. Mm -hmm. Let's say he came out and said, Trump told me to drop the investigation. Can you still prove that is what he said? Or right. is right. it illegally binding? You know, yeah. meetings, so, private you know, like dinners. A recording, but so people just, on the left, word. people that don't like Trump, people who are upset by this entire thing, show me proof. If, I, I'm not saying don't investigate. Fine, if you've got a lead, go investigate it, the Department of Justice. Go and do that's fine, but until then, show me proof. At this point, nothing to see here. And the media, in particular CNN, who should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. CNN, it's beyond witch hunt. They're like possessed mm -hmm. about this. For the last five, seven days, they've had a countdown clock till this morning. Oh my gosh. What do you, what, for what? It's a former FBI director who, who wrote some stuff down, and this is it. I heard somebody say this morning, this is the most anticipated hearing in, in, in decades. What? Yeah. Somebody at CNN, I, I, this is pretty close to a quote. The most anticipated hearing in decades. Can you think of anything else? The Benghazi hearings? That wasn't a big issue? That really no, wasn't? That was, no, it wasn't. No, I mean, but as far as their words, anticipated. Right. Right. I mean, you had people defending Obama. You had people out there saying this is huge. Four people died. Fast and furious. It both of the those IRS. Things, I remember the specifically IRS. having conversations about Lois every Lerner. single one of those. Right. And, and just going, why is no one doing anything or investigating? And no one seemed to care I about. Those. I don't remember the Lois Lerner countdown clock, guys. No. I don't remember any of that for the any of this stuff. They they simply and, and have hardly covered anything else today. Yep, Only there's right. just look we we covered everything. That's it. Anything else you bring on is just some extra that's just filling time until you get to the next thing. And they're all going to dissect every single word. Like I'm just yes. looking on Twitter. Sean King, you know Sean King is a uh, Black Lives Matter social mm -hmm. justice. He tweeted out, "quote I took it as direction." And then he says, "James Comey on Donald Trump asking him to drop the investigation on Flynn. This is obstruction of justice." Is it really obstruction? Of I, okay, so Comey said he took it as a, a directive. Yeah. 
Okay, well, first of all, if based on the quote that he wrote down, hey, can you let this thing go? Can you? Can you? Mm, isn't, isn't that a question? I hope, saying, I, I hope. I hope you can. Yeah. I hope, can. I hope you can uh, let. Okay, so again, is there proof, Sean? No. First of all, that's what Comey is testifying. Doesn't mean it's proof. Where's support of the allegation? So number is, number two, it's still subjective. The worst that Trump is guilty of here is not being clear in the way he communicates and, hey, I should have been a better manager. Which we knew from the beginning. So Right, exactly. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, so is part of the purpose of this whole hearing to prove probable cause so that Justice Department can further investigate? This is, no, this is part of the investigation. Okay. This would be part of the, the uh, not the Department of Justice necessarily, they can use this. Okay. But this is the Senate oversight, basically. Right. It's that, because Congress has oversight of, yes. you know, it's all balance of powers and checks and balances. So this is, this is what they're doing. This is part of their investigation. And obviously you can use some of the stuff uh, back and forth. But what's the end <laughs> game of this? Like, what's the end purpose? And there it is. Okay. There it is. I, I, I guess stated. <laughs> no, I guess stated would be the purpose would be so the Senate can get the information and they can hold the president accountable to if there's do. something. See here. Well, if there was obstruction of justice, they could start. Okay, impeachment so it would proceedings. be a thing. Okay, so it is for Although probable cause. Although the House to... of Representatives actually has to lead the impeachment hearings, and then after you go through an impeachment, which is just the process. The impeachment hearings, then you have to go through um, the removal of office or the punishment right. phase of it or whatever. So, yeah, basically, though, that's the extreme. It would be okay. to hold the executive branch accountable, whatever that means. So if we've there's done something... such a great job of that for the past, <clears throat> there you, go. you know, 16 right. years. The truth years. is what this really is about is the Potomac two-step inside the Beltway okay. dance. This is the people who do not like Trump, including Sean King, simply trying to drag his name through the mud, make him look as bad as possible, maybe with the lofty hopes, stupidly, that they would be able to punish him now by getting him out of office, but more importantly, and more likely, that they will hurt his image and credibility for a re-election bid. I am really glad to hear this because there are so many times where in politics I sit there going, I don't get it. I don't get the deal. That's I don't know really. what the big deal is. So, so I'm glad to know that. That's it. Well, and even sooner, even sooner, I mean, we are, I don't know, five months or so away, maybe even a little bit less, four or five months away from the midterm election right. cycle. Right. Because we'll start here and uh, people have already started launching, especially if you're a newcomer in one of these districts. So by Christmas or just after, you're in, I mean, those primaries come up right. quickly early next year. So they're it hoping to like get some Democrat issues, wins. issues, things that really right. should be investigated or looked into or, you know, found out just kind of go by the wayside. And then right. these hyped up well, issues come to the so, forefront. So that's what, oh, and the people that, that like Trump, they're hoping to defend him and make him look as good as possible. And the Republicans are hoping him to look as good as possible for right. the midterm elections and to get him reelected, you know, three and a half years down the road. That's what this is all about. Everybody's trying to do the one-upmanship. And here's how you know. Because these senators, they, uh, first of all, if they ever do a wide shot, look, the senators aren't sitting there. Mm-hmm. They're back doing whatever, smoking a cigarette, hitting up a hooker, having a drink, getting a sandwich. Most of the time, look at this, empty seats, yeah. empty seats. They're not empty seat. Why? They're not sitting there. They don't care about the full thing, but they're there to get their moment. They're, they're there questions. to get their moment. And, and it's prepared, not by them usually, it's prepared by staffers, who then the senator gets to look tough. 
Right. It's there, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show this guy who I politically oppose, and I'll pull. That's all it is. That's the game. That's the truth. That's what's really happening here. Now, for the people that are out there attacking Trump, like Sean King and everything, they get this and tell them what's going on or whatever there. Why do you care about Trump, and what is this at the basis of? What, what's it the, why does the obstruction of justice matter? Obstructing justice about the investigation about the election, right? Mm -hmm. Russia. Right. comes down to Russia. Russian ties in general. Yes, yeah. exactly. And why is that so important? Because they may have influenced our election, right? This is United States sovereignty, and Russia's a bad guy. Great. Mm -hmm. How come you're not spending that much time on reality winner today? Right. You, ca you care about the sovereignty of the country and the election and everything else. You have somebody who stole classified information about that. Mm -hmm. Where's the coverage? That's a much bigger story right now. Not a peep. I mean, when, when you break it down like we did, where nothing will come out of this, that's the bigger story. What are you doing? That's kind of the M.O. That's what they do. <laughs> so this will end up going by the wayside. Again, at any point, I guess somebody with an investigation could go, look, here's the video proof that something happened. But until then, nothing will come out of this. People refer to it down the road. We'll just end up moving on. It's the game. That's the Done. political game. All right, get a quick on. break in. We want to hear from you on the Twitter, though, if you would tweet at Doc Thompson Show, at The Blaze Carey, mm -hmm. at Cal79. And we'll come back with more on the Patents Stew program. We're sitting here discussing um, bigger scandals. I said this morning on CNN, they were basically saying this is the most anticipated hearing in decades. <laughs> I can think a couple in just the last decade that's pretty significant. Um, the, the couple of the biggest scandals to come out of the Obama administration, the Fast and Furious program, mm -hmm. the IRS targeting of Tea Party groups and other conservative groups, and then Benghazi. Um, off the top of my head, those are probably the three biggest. Yeah. Benghazi, you had people die. They had more cover on Fast that. Fast and the Furious, though. Fast <laughs> and Furious led to deaths, too. Right, exactly. Brian Terry, exactly. Um, it's a little less direct because the guns went to bad guys and it came around and then right, they were used. But Benghazi was, when you're you were sworn to protect. smuggling guns True. to bad guys, you don't think they're going to right, exactly. <laughs> result in death? Right, well, in the deaths of Americans. It, it counted um, uh, even more deaths when it comes to the drug cartels, right. you know, killing people, whatever. But the Fast and Furious program is so obviously wrong. We got new information mm -hmm. on Fast and Furious today, as a matter of fact, or the last couple of days. I don't want to hear about that. I want to talk <laughs> Let's talk about something that's not going to matter. <laughs> the evidence in the Fast and Furious scandal is obvious and much of it not disputed, mm -hmm. yet nobody was punished for it. No. In fact, the people who are running the program, the field agents, um, the people who are the directors of the local um, offices, ATF in, uh, in Arizona, um, those people were moated. Some were promoted. Some were just moted. Some of moated. them, yeah, moted. They just moved them out of there. They moved them over into um, closer to D.C. They brought them back to the D.C. office Look and at stuff. That cache <clears throat> of weapons. Right. And then, wow. so on top of you breaking all kinds of laws, including, you know, laws, international laws and Mexican laws and whatever, um, and people dying, it was a failure of concept with Fast and Furious, too, because there was no way to track those guns that they sm smuggled in. <laughs> so... People died. You broke all kinds of laws. We have proof of all of this, yep. and there and it should be a pretty easy test of you know a, a hearing 
testify, let's get the information and punish people. It didn't happen. And then there's, there was um, some speculation that, and this actually ended up being um, outed as part of court proceedings, I think out of Chicago. Somebody's on trial, uh, a drug runner, mm -hmm. who said that the United States, and you go back and look this up for a few years ago, was actually engaged with the Sinaloa drug cartel and allowed them to smuggle drugs into the U.S., not for purposes of tracking them, but said, if you help us by ratting out the other, some of the other drug cartels so we can go after them, we'll kind of just look the other way. And that was about the same time what? Fast and Furious was happening. Yeah, that's not conspiracy. That's, that's in court testimony you could find. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah. So, and again, this was not, we're going to, then once it's in there, we'll make, no, those drugs ended up on the streets and in people's bodies, and Lord knows what those people did and what became of them. So it's not crazy for me to think that there could be a connection. Drugs coming in, working with the Sinaloa right. drug cartel, those guns going to drug cartels at the same time with different programs. Um, why wouldn't they be connected even if only loosely? And where's the investigation on that on Capitol Hill today? And then Benghazi, I mean, we've been over that ad nauseum. There's less evidence. There's still plenty mm -hmm. to put them in trouble. And then the IRS targeting. Lois Lerner, we know that happened. Right. It was disproportionately at conservative groups. Where's the information? So anyway, all right, a little bit more from Comey. What are the uh, latest um, claims? So What's there? We've got the AP tweeting, let's see, uh, breaking. Comey asked if Trump engaged in obstruction of justice, says, I don't know. That's Bob Mueller's job to sort that out. Oh, clearly guilty then. There you go, <laughs> clearly. Okay, does that sound like Comey's throwing him, uh, you know, the wolves there? Mm, no. no. It's not like he's not playing my the same job. game. He's not always playing job. where he's just, yeah. It's, it's a little cover you're, you're behind, but okay, right? And then um, latest ranking Intel, sorry, uh, the latest ranking Intel Dems call Comey's words, quote, disturbing. What was? <laughs> what was disturbing? I don't know. Is there part of the testimony I missed or something? It must, it must have been when they were on break, like a five-minute recess, and he's like, oh, my gosh, you're not going to believe what I, right. what I did yesterday, right? Or, I saw this, uh, this movie, and it was horrible. I mean, what disturbing words. What? That he said that, okay, now the one thing they, they will say is Comey, and this is part of his opening remarks, um, was saying that Trump's team um, lied, basically, and they were unhappy with him targeting, oh, I don't know the best him. word, defaming him. Um, okay. I mean, can't you say that always happens? Anybody that's opposed politically to somebody and there's a, a hearing, you're technically defaming them, right? I mean, you may not use that term often, but... You're not yeah. saying pleasant things about him. He said, uh, uh, Trump administration chose to defame me and FBI using lies, plain and simple. Those were his words. Has the hooker thing come up yet? <laughs> no, no, no. The Russian pee-pee dance? No, has not. Uh, this has not come up? No. This is the only thing that makes it worthwhile today. The Russian pee-pee dance? You're not familiar. Oh, please allow me <laughs> to elaborate. Okay, so here's the deal. Do you remember uh, a couple of months ago, actually it was, no, it would have been in January. Okay. It might have been just before the inauguration. It was around the inauguration, maybe just after. The um, information came out, allegedly, that Trump was picking up hookers a few years ago in Russia, and Russia has the videotape. They were spying on him, and one of the things he enjoyed was some... Um, I believe the term is golden showers. I don't know that. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's... I just, that's what I've yeah. heard. I'm not familiar you don't, with Okay. Anything. 
You, you didn't, okay. No. The reason you didn't hear about it, it was because this is, it was an allegation that was thrown out there pretty quickly without any substantiation. And it was some former agent that um, prepared a dossier for England? Somebody yeah. in England. It was, there was a connection there MI, in England. MI5. MI5, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And it was presented out there, thrown out there, and everyone was like, this is crazy salacious and nothing to substantiate it, okay? But it, in fact, the only reason we even paid attention to it is because it was so salacious. It right. was so funny. You'd say, Trevendis, pick up the hookers, tell them you, they know what I like, right? I mean, that's what it was. Tell them to fill up, drink a lot of water, it's gonna be a long night. Right, so during that, um, <laughs> bring up lots of Evian too. I want the purest urine. So, um, during the, the January 6th meeting, uh -huh. and this was during one of the briefings, I think about the first briefing that Comey gave to um, President Trump before he became, you know, you start your briefings. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is on January 6th. He also pulled him aside and said, hey, there's this dossier where they're claiming you like the golden showers and you picked up hookers in 2013. Okay? okay. So he tells him what's out there. And Comey even admitted we have no evidence to substantiate he's any of this. He's just saying for <clears throat> Trump's own benefit. Right, this, this is out there. Accusation is and, out there. And, and, he's telling, and he said, I'm telling you because this is getting leaked to the media. The media has it. It's going to break soon. Right. And Trump said, okay, great. So Trump's reaction then was, I didn't do it. You know, I, don't, I didn't pick up any Ru Russian hookers to, right. to Comey. And Comey's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's like, we're not looking into this, but Trump right. defended. This isn't, you know, right. I didn't do that. Okay. So that's, it's over, the meeting wraps okay. up. On the, I think it was the March meeting. Uh, no, it was dinner. It was on the February 16th, 18th, whatever uh -huh. the dinner was. They're sitting there having dinner. Not quite a, uh, it's about a month later. Trump brings it up again. Trump brings it up. May thinks he doth protest too much. Can you, uh, can, can you pass the butter? It's tremendous, by the way. I don't like golden showers. Can you, <laughs> right? I mean, how do you just lob that out there, right? Oh, whatever. But he brings it up again, and Comey again is like, yeah, okay, we're not really looking into this. This is, I may now that you brought it up again, you know. Seriously. Seriously, I don't like it. I'm not into that. During one of the, one of the meetings, uh, Comey said, and it might have been when he'd asked him about Flynn and, hey, can you work it out? He said, I was careful, and I'm paraphrasing, not to flinch, to blink, to shift in right. my seat, to make any facial expression that would indicate one way or the other if I was on board with anything inappropriate. Right. So it's just like the stone, right? But I wonder if that's how, that's how I'd be reacting about the, the allegations about the hooker, right? I mean, how do you respond? Oh, I'm sure you didn't, Mr. President. Right. What are you going to say? You can't. Okay. okay. All right, okay. just sit here uncomfortable for a while. Huh. It's uh, not so, surprising after you know all that that he was trying to hide in the curtains, and right? Stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, right. Well, you know the story when he went to um, meet the president and at the um, at the White House when they were having the big uh, meeting, and he was like, "I'm just going to hold back so I don't have to talk to him." Uh -huh. And then he's like, "I kind of have the yes. same yeah. color as the curtains. Yeah. Let me just." <laughs> hang out into here. the curtains here and <laughs> <laughs> whatever now you know why he's like damn it i don't want that russian hooker thing to come up i don't oh know if i can gosh. hear it. Right. that is hilarious and disgusting and disturbing maybe that's the disturbing oh maybe that's maybe what it that's was have they gotten news. to the hookers yet because there's nothing no. comfortable i mean not when somebody brings this up again you know they're gonna have to bring something else to the table to try to, to try to defend themselves right you can't, if you already told him at the first meeting, I didn't do that, I didn't pick up the hookers, and that whole golden shower thing is wrong. Right. Right, that's wrong. 
The next meeting, you're like, you need something else. You can't say the same thing. Yeah, seriously, about the hookers? Yeah, it didn't happen. I prefer something else, right? I mean, you're going to... You have to offer something to defend Why yourself. Why did he have to offer anything the second meeting? Well, it should have been one and done. Exactly. Hey, we've got this dossier. Yeah, that's absurd. I have nothing to do with that. Crazy. Okay, cool. That's Thanks what I for thought. telling me. We're right. done. And right. it should never come up again. But if it does, <laughs> and you're the person trying to defend yourself, don't you try to bring some more ammo? So you're like, what I really like is to be spanked. I was going to say, right? toes. And, I have a foot fetish. Right. So if you're Comey, you're like, a, a, a couple of these meetings, you're like, oh my gosh. If he brings this up again, I mean, wh where are we going next? I'm sorry, Mr. President. I have no interest in your sex Seriously, life. look at these pictures at that I downloaded yesterday. <laughs> no, this is really, really what I'm into. Here's pictures of I me know, and Melania. This See this? Here we are. Right. This is what we do. We're swingers. I mean, you'd be oh. bringing more and more to the table. I mean, do, do you think so he... weird. We see him across the room. You're like, seriously? <laughs> With the hookers? I did. <laughs> Not me. It was a lie. It was a lie. Right? Really? I'm more of I'm more of like a right. you know. get the gloves. I, I'm into this. I'm into this. I mean Comey in this whole thing. He really is <laughs> Comey's the victim here. Not of Trump defaming her or whatever, of having to hear all this yeah. nonsense, right? Imagine going home, you're I like, I have a little Honey. more sympathy for Comey, even more. I mean, oh, he yeah. seems like a likable guy, but now I just. How about my Mrs. Heart Comey, right? You go home, you're like, Honey, <laughs> not going to believe it. You're not going to believe it. Do you, I mean, you got to tell her some stuff, right? You you're telling her. Can you he? Certain okay, things so if your husband secret? Keith had a, had a security clearance, you're going to keep John at him to give you info, aren't you? Yeah. You're going to keep on. A little bit. Would he give you the info? No. I don't think he he's, would. He's, he's a very principled Right. Now, man. if you had the security clearance, would he ask you for the info? No, he's very principled. You and just, he would not. You try to tell I him, though. I would just though. talk to him. You'd just be like, no, seriously, <laughs> no, I when wouldn't. I heard Keith, would be going, don't tell me, don't tell me. You won't believe <laughs> what, the, what the president likes to do. I got to tell you this. <laughs> Cal, if your wife had the security clearance, would, uh, would you ask her for the info? No, I wouldn't. I don't want to Would know. she volunteer it? Um, yes, because she already vents to me about how much stuff she hates at her job so okay i hear it all day if you had the security clearance would she ask you probably and she would just keep you got to tell me seriously yeah she would she would be on top of it and uh, i'd okay. say no yeah okay. i of course you wouldn't i can't even get cal to tell me what he's talking i'm driving <laughs> to the car with him the other day he has this conference call about operations for the radio division that's nothing it's like tuesday we're gonna do this and cal's like top secret like making sure they can't hear it i'm like you couldn't put on the speaker Doc. i'm not at liberty to speak about certain things yeah you don't want people to find out about the tps reports or anything like seriously. this i'm like wow so yes and by the way i would be at my wife come on come on would we're married would she tell you no she wouldn't tell me we took vows and, and she would also she would be the principled one to tell me not to not to tell her she'd be All like right. wouldn't ask i'd be like seriously you're not gonna believe what they said about the president it was hookers. You're like, don't tell me. I don't want to know. My wife would oh, totally funny. pull the truck. You, you don't trust your wife enough to tell her? <laughs> what is our marriage about if you don't trust me to tell me these yes, things? Yes, I would be wow, like your wife. Yeah. That's she exactly totally. it. I'm like, you would be like my wife. This is my national wife. security, like honey. I can't tell you. Oh, you can't tell me. Sure, I share my bed with you, and you can't tell me about that. That's so the country it. comes before me? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yes. that's it. That's it. All right, let me get a break in. Pat and Stu uh, program. It's uh, Doc, Carrie, and Cal in today. Thanks so much for joining us. <laughs>
It's a really interesting story about um, a Catholic Church and a lawsuit against the church from a former employee who says he was uh, wrongly dismissed. He'd been with the, the local church, and I think this is uh, Illinois area. Yeah. Uh, been with the church about 17, 17 years. years. Yep. That's a long time. He's a music director. I was going to say a very integral part of the church. Right. Mm-hmm. And they ended up firing him when they found out that he was engaged to another man, a same-sex partner. Um, is that wrong or right, or does it matter? Well, part of the part of the backstory is that many in their church, in their congregation, leadership and um, congregants knew that he was gay, um, but when he came out publicly, or publicly officially, saying, "Look, overtly, I'm going to get married to my man partner, fiance, fiance," um, that's when they fired him. Church firing somebody for um, being gay, wrong or right? Depends on the circumstances. Um, so if someone is outwardly mm-hmm. engaged Not, in... Okay, yeah, okay, so I guess it would probably be acting in a... Yes. I mean, if you're just gay, you're, that's not against church no. doctrine. No. It's the things you do as a homosexual Absolutely. that would be against most church doctrine. Yeah. Um, but was, this, was, was it in their right or... Yes, legal I think authority. Right. Right. I, mean, huh? it's, it's, I think it's in there, right? Okay, morally right. It's no right. secret that is know, the morally? church is against homosexuality, right. so they have the right to. Okay, so morally was it wrong? Yes, no. Was it was right, morally was the, correct. Morally correct as well. Um, I feel the same way, and if you're gay, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, that's not against you. But I also feel that way about businesses in general. Right. And this is where I think the judge got it wrong. By the way, the judge sided with the church. Yes. And basically saying said... they have some leeway. That's exactly... The word leeway is what it was used. Yeah. He said they have some... Because they're a church. Well, I think he ruled the right way, but it shouldn't be just with churches. Yeah. Any business should be able to fire their employee Who, for whatever reason. Let's use just this circumstance similar. Let's say Carrie opens up Carrie's Christian music store, but it's not a church. You got the uh, you got the CDs in there, and uh, you maybe sell some Bibles and things mm-hmm. on the side, whatever. And somebody comes out as gay, and they've worked for you, and they they're fluttering around and flaming, and their significant other comes in, and whatever. Is that what you are about personally? Is that what your store is about? Shouldn't you have some leeway as well? You should have okay. some leeway. Let's say it's not a church store or a religious store. Let's say you just open up Carrie's House of Flapjacks. Mm-hmm. But that's who you are, and right. your business is founded on those principles. Right. Shouldn't you also have that? Yep. Because yep. you're starting because to, starting you to get, what, we're starting to get to the gay happens, wedding cake even, thing, you well, see? I was going to say, if even you were to fire someone for being gay, they would sue you. Exactly. Just like this guy did. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I wanted to work somewhere and they said, I'm sorry, we can't hire you because you're a woman, um, they have every right to do that. Would I be ticked? Would I maybe call them mean names. Mm-hmm. Right. I absolutely would. But I would also get the word out there so hopefully the market would take care of it. It's free market that. and whatever. I mean, I think this, and by the way, if you're gay, I also say the same thing about you. If you're gay and you've got, uh, you know, somebody from the Westboro Baptist Church that you find out's working for you, maybe you want to get rid of them. I and you know what? I fully support it. I would say you want to. Right. <laughs> you work at a place too that doesn't agree with your values? Like if That's I'm, if I'm gay... Don't. Yeah. I probably won't want to work for the church. Exactly. Because they don't, you know, they don't agree with my lifestyle. And I, I, think, it com- I think it comes down to two things. You're looking either for a payday, you're mm-hmm. trying to screw that company to get some cash out of them because they violated your rights, or you're looking for validation. Mm-hmm. You're looking to change that company mm-hmm. because you want validation. I can go wherever I want, and my beliefs are sound. Because the, the guy who sued the, the church in this case 
said uh, there's good things coming out of Rome. Yes. Um, the Pope is speaking about <laughs> unity. unity and love, and here we are creating a church of fear and division. I don't think there's any fear. I think that, any, if anything, the church is creating an atmosphere of we are standing on our moral convictions, our moral principles, and under the authority of God's word. Right, and, and as a Christian, if you don't, um, and, and this is really confusing for a lot of people, and it shouldn't be. It's, it's the acts that you do while gay. It's, the, it's not being gay or no. having feelings or whatever. That's nope. not it. But the other part is, yes, the Pope has come out and said it's about love and unity. And no, we should not persecute or be mean to anybody if they're gay or different than us. Of course, that shouldn't be the case. No. But you should also be able to understand that the doctrine is, and it's not just church doctrine, it's God's doctrine. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty obvious he does not support the idea of homosexuality, period. That's it. And if you don't like it, don't, don't yell at me. No. Take it up with God. It's not the church. It's not the Pope. It's not the Pope's job. It's the Pope's job to direct the church, but that's the Catholic church. I would say that most churchgoers, many churchgoers, um, would also, hold on, what was I going to say? <laughs> would, al would also not say, oh, you're gay, you're going to hell. Right, you exactly. Know, I, I think there are some. There are some who do say that. Um, but our, our church would not would not promote that because that is not our place to judge who is going to hell and who is not. We are absolutely to call sin, sin. Right. And, and that's the problem. Yes. Is people have tried to, have made this push to stop calling bad, bad, wrong, wrong, sin, sin. It still is. Yes. You saying it, you getting the federal government on board that you can get married, you whatever, doesn't change the fact with God. See, no. it's God's law and then... Man's That's law. a huge difference that many people do not Now, want. if you're a Christian out there and you're one of going, right on, them homotype sexuals are going to... You're wrong about that. And Christian churches in general have been pretty bad at trying to make... have been wrong and done a lot of bad by trying to make homosexuality a greater sin over the last few decades mm -hmm. and leading with this stuff. It's not a greater sin, it's sin, it's wrong. Be done with it. Speak out. Say it's a sin. Still treat people well, and it's over. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the solution. Ultimately, it's everyone's own business, whether it's sin or not. But you and you're going to answer for it. That yeah, yeah, it's between you and God. Said, you know, I think the church has every right, and I think the church has a responsibility to say mm. you are in an active homosexual relationship. This is this goes against every part of God's word. We cannot have you as part of our leadership. I think they have a responsibility to do that. It does not mean the church is saying, we hate you, you can't be a member here. It's, it's just like if I were to stand up and say, hey, I'm gonna preach to you today, and here's my husband, and right next to him is the boy toy that I have. No. You just wouldn't no. tell him about that. You just kinda keep that hidden, right? You, right. <laughs> Yes, no you boy toys. <laughs> you wouldn't do it and you also wouldn't preach it. But right. we're trying to change it because we want to do these things, right? I want to be this. I want to do that. It's saying it's wrong. If you're gay and you're going to church and you feel like everybody's like, mm-hmm, look at him. He's gay over there. Look at that. Look at him being gay. Look at him being gay. Right He's there. all up in here with his gay, gay. gayness, his gayosity just <laughs> oozing over, right? Gayosity? Gayosity. When he's here, he's packed full of the gay, it's all around him. He's coming in. That shouldn't be happening if it's Quick, wrong. Hold your breath. If hold your breath. You don't want to get any of it. That's right. I don't think um, you can catch gayness. I don't know. The verdict's still out. But if that's the attitude, they're treating you wrong. Yes. That's not it. Because everybody else, they're sinning.
Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all happening. Yep. It's going on around it. That's our, our church mission statement is uh, connecting Jesus, uh, connecting the world to Jesus one sinner at a time. Very much aware that we right. are. Right. And that, and, and by the way, a lot of people that are turned off by Christianity, especially because of things like stance on homosexuality, don't get the idea of, uh, and, and by the way, if you've got a church that doesn't lay this out, they're wrong, of, no, I know I'm going to do wrong, but... I don't accept the wrong. I have a really high bar, and it's frustrating knowing I will not get over that bar, <laughs> right? right. Well, but that doesn't mean you lower the bar or we accept it. Need a savior. There it is. Yeah, it's pretty simple with that. Sure. Now back to the other businesses. I think you got to be able to hire or hire and fire who you want for whatever the reason. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go to those places that are discriminating against people. Most of them. Yeah. Um, but let's say you were violently raped in your younger years, mm-hmm. and you you just avoid men altogether. Mm-hmm. You just, for whatever the reason, you got to screw loose or be, you keep having flashbacks, whatever it is, you never got over it. You just are never around men. You do everything you can to avoid men. And you're in a job that you have a business and they force you to hire men. You've discriminated and you're not hiring men. You have to work with these people who trigger you all the time, right? Shouldn't you be, I mean, there's, there are you some... You shouldn't have to. Right, exactly. And that seems to be this attitude, this forced um, diversity, whether it's black, white, yes. religion, whatever. Hire and fire who you want. Right. And if you don't like that people aren't being more diverse or open or the discriminatory, don't go there. Mm-hmm. That seems pretty simple, doesn't it? Makes sense. That's you why we can't have You keep doing this I know, where I you know. expect... I know. Sensibility, reasonability, common sense. Craziness. We're solving the problems here. I know, but we're solving them for people (laughs) who don't understand them. I know. All right, let's get a break in. It's Doc, Carrie, and Cal in for Pat, Stu, and Jeffy. By the way, they're back on Monday, I think. Mm, I think we're going to kick them out of this game. Oh, okay, very good. Wow, there's an amazing series that uh, is likely going to be like this. What? Who? Uh, Netflix? Is this Netflix? Yep, Netflix. Wow, this is this is amazing. I'm obviously Glenn Beck didn't know about this, or it would have been on this network, I'm sure. Teenage Jesus. <laughs> well, Teenage you know, Jesus. and and maybe maybe you could say, oh, there will be some creative licensing, obviously, because we don't have information about <clears throat> Teenage Jesus, but um, it's by the. Uh, the producer or the developer of um, Orange is new, the New Black. Which is a really safe, uh, family-friendly show, right, about women in prison? Right. Okay. And she produced Weeds. Ah, another Which safe Which is a really show. safe and family-friendly yeah, and, show and about my, a woman who sells marijuana right. for, her, mm-hmm. to, gotcha. for her family. Yeah, totally appropriate. Uh, she helped her brother on Will and Grace, but she said that... That was too tame. Ah. She, she likes it edgier. She has a darker sense of humor. So she's producing a show about Teenage Jesus. How do you think that's going to go? Is that going to be well, something you're going to Well, it's done in the format <clears throat> how they did Wonder Years. Whoa. <laughs> so like voiceover and Jesus I, just like walking through his day. Internal I guess stuff? so. And he's like. Well, yeah, it would be, I think it would be, I guess it would have to be if it were Wonder Years, it'd be 
Adult Jesus. What would you do if I bring you? Adult Jesus. Is Winnie going to be there? Contemplating about his Are teenage you years. What? Okay, there is no hope that they that even a minute of this is not sacrilegious. No. I mean, okay, the entire when, thing when they did Noah, which I refuse to see, because I'm like, if you actually do a good job with, with Noah and the flood, whoa, what an amazing story. The Ten Commandments, that eh, took a little few license here and there, but it's pretty well done and pr pretty respectful of the material, right? Right. But if you produce these types of other shows and you're obviously you're liberal on some level, maybe be, not. You're known right. to be edgy. You've said yourself, she has said herself that she is, she has a dark personality okay, then and edginess. See, and like knowing that there may be parts of it that you're like, oh, okay, oh, okay, and then that part's wrong. There's not going to be a minute of this that is not sacrilegious. First of all, no. we don't know any of the material because we don't no, know from don't. 12 to 30, roughly. No, well, we don't know. We have this big uh, spans of Christ's life that we do not know. We know the birth story. We have the narrative in both um, Luke and Matthew. And then in Luke, we have Jesus as a 12-year-old when he was, they went to Jerusalem and he stayed behind and the whole family mm -hmm. went on and they said, wait, where's Jesus? They thought he was with other parts of the caravan. Right. So they went back and he said, well, why, where would I be? I'm in my father's house, mm -hmm. right? And then we get... The ministry, 30 years. To where he's right. starting his ministry. Okay, so you have that. Uh, so we don't know, first of all. So this is the woman who's going to kind of take his values, message, and the things we do know about him and funnel them into what those wacky teenage years would yeah, be like. Yeah, I kind of don't think she's really going to take his uh, messages and teachings. and <laughs> I just don't this see it happening. Wow. And then number two, if you are going to do it and you're so compelled to do a story of Jesus, there's... Some other stories you could tell. Uh huh. You could you could tell there those. Do it better. Lots of stories. Lots of interesting <laughs> ones that don't get a lot of attention. Will there be rock monsters in it? Rock monsters. Did you see that Noah? Was a Noah yeah. No. Did you I, see Noah no. by the way? I did see Noah. How bad was it? It was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. It made no sense whatsoever. Right. I mean, and, and here's the funny thing about Noah. that's so ridiculous. I had heard about the rock monsters and was like, I'm done. There were creature rock monster creatures in it. They were oh actually on Noah's gosh. side. They were helping him. Helping they were. Him I think they were angels. I'm just. Gonna, I think angels fell from heaven and they were like and trapped. Became rocks? They were trapped in, in the, the rocks ro or in the earth and somehow. But you don't. That, that's Noah like was, worse than creative licensing. That's just. It's wrong. And the thing wow. is, the flood is a story that is so big by itself, it don't be needing no help. No. Right? Wow, every animal, and right. you're building this ark for 100 years out in the middle of the desert, right. and your kids, and it starts raining, and you're on this or whatever. Pretty cool little story there. Yeah. Doesn't need any help. No. So frustrating. Hey, I'm Doc Thompson along with Carrie Mallon and Cal. <laughs> Carrie and Cal for Pat's doing Jeffy today. If you would, please join us on Twitter and follow us. It's at Doc Thompson Show at Carrie, the, the Blaze, Blaze Carrie, Carrie, spelled with a K-A. Sorry, we don't have white bread names. Jeez. And then Cal79, K-A-L-79. And during this break, Carrie is going to tweet at at least two people. So make sure to tweet. I, oh, okay. At least two. Maybe I'll more. Tweet it too. Some about rock monsters, I don't know. Rock monster. Oh wait, that's rock monster.
right, uh, so I didn't believe Tara. I, I know the basic concept <laughs> of how butter is made. I've never made butter. But Carrie's telling me that she can do it within, was it three to five? It was three to five minutes. Was this on air or off air yesterday? It was on air. Okay, it was on, on air. air yesterday. She I said, said you take some heavy whipping cream, a little baby food jar, and a marble, and put a little bit of salt in if you want salted butter, and you shake it. And you said and between three to five minutes of shaking, minutes, and you end up with butter. butter. And I was butter. like, that, I think it takes longer than no. that. But she said no. So, so we're going to do today, this while we're but, finishing this. But yeah. we have a plastic... It's plastic. Okay. No, you see oh, what's going see, on here? She's, you're coming in. And and she's already in the These are like the little, they are washed, but these are like the little, they're not real marbles. They're flat. So we're using two. Do you but see what's going on? This is already qualifying you know that it's not no, going to no, work. I no, hate this. I hate work. this. It'll work. It'll work. So we're taking some heavy, so we've got a little bit of, uh, this looks like kosher salt, sea salt in this. We've got the little mar marble-esque type things. Putting some heavy whipping cream in. You don't want to do too much. Got to be heavy whipping cream. You. I'm getting yours ready. I didn't agree to make butter. Tough. You're making butter. And we're gonna see. What year is this? We're learning, we're churning butter. <laughs> it's fun. Your daughter it's would fun. love to no, do this. It's fun. No, no. There's no fun there. My kids love. I mean, if you want to say it, no, butter. That's good. That we were talking this. about that thing yesterday where these type of skills are coming back. I should probably. Yes. So I feel like this is going to be really loud it, on the it air. It is going to be loud. So we're going to sit here for three minutes to do really this. I'm going to my timer. Okay, I'm, I got my timer going. Oh, I feel it's getting churned. Uh, I feel like this is going to be really bad for it's, three minutes. It's, well, we could do this over a commercial break and come back. Yeah, I say we do it over a commercial break. All right, so it's just started churning, but, okay. we'll, uh, but that's, that's how you start it. So Cal, give yours to the intern and have him go out and shake it for three minutes. <laughs> we'll see. We'll come back. Time it. I want to know right. if it's three minutes, okay? Hey, Good deal. You have to, it's not just a little, like, do-do-do. you got to really get those muscles in there. Okay, we're timing it. Okay, ready? That go. That doesn't sound fast enough. Come on, really I can see him it. going home to his parents. What would you do at, at your okay, internship You're going to have to go in the day. back so it's not they loud, They made me turn butter. <laughs> He's like, where are you What does it have to for? do with media? That's uh -huh. right, exactly. <laughs> hey, a new study has told uh, shown that uh, I am really screwed. I, it's going to be really bad Wait for me. Wait a second. We're not going to talk about the Oreos We'll get yet? to those in a minute. I want to eat this Oreo. I feel like he needs to do that out so it's not as loud, but that's just me. <laughs> uh, new study says that uh, it's more important for your health. Um, uh, uh, it's, it's more important for, let me do this again. Friendship is more important for health. <laughs> the churning is distracting. As we the age. churning is distracting. Go. Thank you. I couldn't do it. It is. Friendship is more important for our health when we age. More important than family. Than family. Is what the Excuse study me. Friendship says. more yes. than family when Friendship we age. Friendship is more important than family as we as age. I'm screwed either way. You have no friends. You do have a family. Yeah, the friends, Somewhat. that's whatever. And family, I mean, I can't trust them. You know, I mean, seriously. <laughs> they don't like me. I don't like them. It's. I mean, I talk to them just because I have to work with them. So. I yeah, I mean, I've got really, I mean, I've got both, but neither one of them are good. So that's not going to be good. <laughs> so what's the basis? Of, why is friendship more important than family? Do we know what the, uh, the basis of it? I know they did two different studies to try. This is out of the University of Michigan. They were trying to empirically find the value of friendship. So they did two different studies to try to hone in on how important friendship is, especially as you age to your health and stuff like that. Well, part of it is that we have an active participation in picking our friends, whereas the family, you've just got what you got. So you can do better so, quality? Yeah. Okay, so that, that makes you're sense. you're with people that you want to be with. <laughs> okay, that's is a, the theory. Yeah, I love my family. No, so. that's fine, but I mean, you're also assuming you pick your friends. You don't pick your friends. My wife picks our friends. <laughs> <laughs>
I okay, used to pick my sense. friends, and the friends I used, <laughs> the, the friends that I picked before my wife, well, you know, you don't see I'm them. sorry, dear. If Cal, be, I mean. If we're going to make this marriage work, you've got to lose this I mean, guy, let's this face guy, it, we guy. all know this, your spouse. <laughs> I'm not allowed to have friends. Right, you're not. exactly right. It just worked. Now, Cal recently had to do the uh, got to make couples friends because yeah. he moved to Dallas and he doesn't yeah. have any yes. couples friends. It was awkward. And <clears throat> Cal, this kind of hurts because you know that Keith and I are a couple. And Oh, well, don't even try it, okay? Because you know what? When I first got here, these guys are like, we got to get together. We're going to have dinner and blah, 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 blah. And uh, I brought <laughs> it up to Keith. I was like, yeah, we should get there. He's like, yeah, no, we're right. We'll, we'll do it. We'll get it. We'll, we'll, that'll happen, yeah. Here I am six months later. Nothing. Yeah. Where's the invite to the house? Not a thing. You know. Would you like to come over? Ah, not now. I need your pity invite now. <laughs> and you certainly can't do it with it. There's got to be like weeks down oh, the road. Okay, okay. Come on, like it's All right. spontaneous. I'm going to set it in my calendar. To well, that doesn't help either. That's Cal not it. Oh. So you met the other couple? Yeah, so I, I have... Uh, oh, wait a minute. It's three minutes. Let Actually, me see. it's three minutes and three uh, and a half minutes. I don't minutes. know that he's been shaking it, really. Uh, trust me. Did he it turn to butter? Weak. No, yeah. It's, it sounded I, weak. I think it's, I think it's, it's butter. Let me see this. Let me it, get, bring it, it over is. here. It is. <laughs> now, let me see it. Let me see before you start high-fiving here. I want to see if okay. this is butter or not. It is butter. Let me see. It's pretty salty. Okay, well... Okay, it's butter. Wow. 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 Yeah. Wow. Right. Is. I know. I'm a mom. I homeschool. Like I know what I'm talking about. It looks like butter. Though. She yeah. sees one Wonder yeah. Woman movie and she's super mom <laughs> making butter at home. Okay. <laughs> I don't recall the scene Wonder Woman made butter. That's because Wonder the, Woman uh... is not my child. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, actually, yeah, nice job. Yeah, nice thank job. You. Good job. Thanks. I'm not, I don't need to go to the supermarket anymore. That's right. Nope. Make my own butter. That's yep. right. Well, and by that, you mean make your wife make butter yeah, after right. she makes sandwiches. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so explain. Uh, explain. So your wife hooks you up with this couple that you got to no, go no. out with? No, uh, I have a, fr a friend who uh, you know, back home uh, had knows people here in Dallas, and she's like, hey, I'm going to introduce you to some cool people. You should hang out. They're a couple. They got kids. You know, you guys make some friends and stuff. Um, so she introduced us, and uh, they invited us over. So it was a over. blind date. Yeah, yeah. blind date. It was wow. a hookup for both it of them, a couple's blind date. Okay. And they, they invited us over to their house, and I was, I was, I was all nervous. I was like, do we bring something? Did you dress up? <laughs> I did. I was like, my breasts good? Do I, do I look? I don't want to look like I'm am I too desperate to make friends. Like, does this look like, does this scream desperation? My wife's like, just relax. Just go on it. So we stopped. You're a cool um, guy. They're going to like you, Cal. They're going to like you <laughs> yeah. a lot. She's like, just, I don't like you, but maybe they will. And then, <laughs> to get you off out of my hair. Uh, so we went. Uh, I stopped and I got cookies because everybody loves cookies. What kind know? of cookies? Chocolate chip. Can't okay, go wrong. Good deal. Okay. Like yep. brand name? Uh, just supermarket, you know. Mm. Like, no, but super bakery. I didn't oh, go like okay, that's buy a box of chips ahoy. You didn't get the cinnamon babka? <laughs> no, no babka. Where am I going to get cinnamon babka in Dallas? You get chocolate babka? Uh, no babka. Okay. Okay. If you really wanted to impress, you would make some, but That's what whatever. I do. Yeah. But okay. I'll, I'll, I mean, you know what? Next okay, time, so far, Cal, Carrie. Next time he, I do this, I'm going to bring He and his butter. wife show up at your house with some, uh, not like chips ahoy, but made at a supermarket versus make it home. They were There's good. a they little bit of it. You know, after I slaved all day at making them a nice meal, and they ordered pizza. Uh, come on. Whatever. Still their home. Did but they, next time, I'm going to bring butter. I'm going to be like, I turned this myself. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> on, the, on the way up to the walk. <laughs> yeah. Take, I walked up to the house. It took three butter minutes. and some handmade I'm bread. I'm sure that'll be go. They're like, okay. They love it. Thank so you. So you meet them. You go to their um, house with the cookies. Yeah, I went to, went to their house. Uh, there was another couple there with their kids, too. 
Um, did you know they were going to be I there? I did not know there was oh, a Oh, you know what they were doing? They brought they a buffer had, couple. They, they brought the buffer net. couple, right. Yeah. Wow. Like, and you knew that right off, These right? These new people are coming over. We don't know if they're crazy or not. Can you just come over and be a buffer? Oh, that's but they were friends already, right? They were already friends. Oh, that's yeah. really so awkward for you. you don't have any of their inside oh. jokes. They have home court advantage and others. they have the, the sixth man. Wow. Uh, yeah, I didn't, home uh, court advantage and sixth man. That's totally out of my element. But it turns out that the other couple... The, the husband was from back in the oh. northeast where I was from. So we actually clicked and right. we talked a lot about it. Did you steal their friends? I, I kind of like, <gasps> yeah, I kind of uh, maneuvered. Oh, and, uh, that's a difficult maneuver on the first date. So we were, that yeah. is. We, we were kind of broing out a little bit about uh, back home. And, uh, did you guys swap like, numbers? Yeah, did you get the digits? Yeah, yeah, we did. We, Good uh, deal. I actually yeah. did this with everybody. So, um, and, but, but did you mean it with the first couple? Or was it the second couple that you really wanted? I was a little bit more intrigued with the second yeah. couple. Okay, there it is. Yeah. Okay. And um, really? our kids were all, you know, playing and stuff. And my daughter was a maniac going through all the toys and stuff. But um, he, uh, they were very nice. They were very friendly. And um, it was less awkward than I thought it was going to be. Was their house nicer than yours? Much nicer than oh, my nicer neighborhood. Sucks, they they yeah. lived in a really cool area. So now area. you can't go over and bring them over to your house. That's oh, no, 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 let down. Happen, no, no, yeah, yeah. I can't do that. Hey, why don't you come over? You know what? Let's just meet at the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, let's go out to the restaurant. Good. Halfway, yeah. outdoors. <laughs> um, and they uh, invited us. So again, we got a second invite. Oh, second to, date. Uh, yeah. That's when, wait, wait, wait. When With did the they ask you too? about it? Uh, towards the end of the, the you know... Day. Oh, you got to cut them loose. They're just desperate. Just they're they're <laughs> losers, man. They said losers. they were having like a kind of a block party on their block. They're like, why don't you come bring the kids? That's loser. It's actually Bill. supposed to be tomorrow. I haven't I haven't heard from him since then though. It's been uh-huh. about two that's weeks. That's couple number one. Yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. that's not a good sign. Couple number two. I texted. He didn't respond to me, so I don't <gasps> think he likes me. Oh, blow oh. off. But he's the one who asked me for my number. <clears throat> he was just, like, hey, oh. let's let's exchange numbers so we, you know we can. Yeah. And I texted him. That was just. And, uh, I don't know if it was a pity. That, that's exactly what that was. He felt bad for you out of your element there. Now, would you guys text afterwards? Like, well, like when did you first, what, after you left the house and you and your wife in the car home, did you email him the next day, text him? When was it? I texted him that evening, just saying, hey, thanks for having us Were over. Were you the first one to text? Uh, to number one or number just two? Either one of them. Um, Who texted? Yeah, yeah, I was. I think I was, yeah. Oh. What? I was just wow. saying thank you. What, I shouldn't no. say thank you? Oh, everybody knows you got to wait at least two days. To I thought that would have been rude. Two days. They and invite you us over. They order you food. and say, thanks so much for coming over. Those cookies were amazing, even though we would have liked hand-churned it's butter, butter more. That's just a... It's just saying it smacks of de- desperation. That's yeah. all it is. Really? Just yeah, me saying thank you. you. Just like, hey, thanks for having us over. We had a good time. Yeah. Because yeah. you're, you're at home and you're like, hey, they were cut. Oh, wait a minute, he just texted. They were just here. He's already reaching but out. But I wasn't I like, what's the deal? Really? I wasn't reaching, hey, when's the next time we hang out? Let's do this, that, and everything. It was kind of like up in the Subtext. air. Subtext. I didn't reach out Subtext. or anything. Subtext, that's thanked exactly him. what he read. I just is Did you pull him. the Costanza and leave something behind? No, I didn't do that. No. Cal. Maybe I should have. Cal. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to rhyme with like, Costanza. <laughs> right, no. just uh, no, leave something scared. behind. Do you have an excuse to call back? So how long ago was that, two weeks? That was about two weeks ago. Ooh. Not good. Not good at all. I haven't wow. heard a peep from either of them. Did That's I blow it? Good. I blew it, didn't I? think I? you did. Should I call them and explain? <laughs> Listen, it's not you, it's, it's me. It's me. Leave, leave a series of awkward calls, <laughs> yeah. like six or eight of them idea. in a row, yeah. where they become increasingly aggressive, <laughs> and then finally just say, I don't want to see you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm new to the area. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I, I'm, it's, it's, you. Listen, it's awkward. I just got out of a bunch of relationships in New York when range, I moved. Whole whatever. Range of emotions. I and think that'd be good. It's always hard to make friends as an adult. It's not easy. 
says it's not natural. I don't know. The rest it's of us make natural? friends pretty well. What it's like when, when you're a kid or when you're uh, in school or whatever, you automatically just kind of click with certain people and they become friends. But as an adult, people don't, I mean, it's like you people already have their groups. People. people already have their kind of set hmm. whatever uh, hmm. idiosyncrasies. And it's hard to like get in there, you know? Wow. Okay. It's awkward. It's just it's, there's no way it's not awkward. Okay. At least for me. <laughs> <laughs> My, it might be on Am you. Am I the only one? one I'm just saying, yeah, okay. I had is a similar situation no when, when my wife and I moved to Arkansas because we live in Bentonville and uh, we were there, I think, during the move. And my wife goes, You're not going to believe this. A girl that she knows from the school she went to in and around Richmond, Virginia, she goes, A friend of hers, also from the area, but my wife and this woman never met, she just moved there a month ago. Oh, weird. So we went to dinner and we became friends and we hang out with them from time to time. Yeah. Have you ever, yeah. when you've moved somewhere new, have you ever <clears throat> kind of clicked with someone and thought, oh, okay, well, I'll hang out with this person because it's someone to hang out with. <clears throat> and then a couple months down the road, you go, whoa, what did I do? Yeah, they're like, whoa, they must have had that really good uh, front I on that whole thing cannot. there. I cannot. Wow, this that's, needs yeah. to be done. <laughs> yeah, well, and then one of our immediate neighbors, I was like, we got the car, and I forget how it all came up. Somebody was in the news, something like sex tape thing in the news or whatever. And I thought to myself, I almost made a joke. And then later I said to my wife, I go, I was going to make a joke about being swingers, especially <gasps> when you first, because, you know, we yeah. just met them. You can't make and a I, joke like that before you test the water. Right. I'm like, that w it would have been a hilarious joke. Right. And then I'm going, they would think I was testing the waters even after the punchline. Right. You'd be going like, oh, that's funny. Wait a moment. Was <laughs> he, you're like, yeah, because we're swingers. Ha, ha, ha. Just kidding. Or <laughs> no, reaction. no, not really, not <laughs> right. really. I don't like golden showers. And by the way, I, was, I wasn't <laughs> testing the waters here, just so you know. That we're Every like, time you saw those just... people, you would, ha you would feel obligated to say, remember that time I made that joke Talk about, about being swingers? swingers? I, we're not really. <laughs> wasn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> so you can't make that joke. That's a joke you cannot make without people thinking. In fact, they're going to still think this now that I even brought it up. People are going to think that. And then you leave the house and they're like, don't ever invite them over again. Now, have you, have you ever done the uh, meet a couple and you become eh, friends, acquaintances, whatever, and then friends of theirs, you're like, they're awesome. We get along great. Let's hang out with them. But that's you feel like the intermediate happened. there. I think that's what happened with that's Cal. That's what kind of happened, but I guess it didn't. I wasn't feeling it like I was. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a couple like that that uh, we've kind of uh, become closer with and mm -hmm. it was in and around like other friends. Yeah. So now there's always a little like, oh... You like them kind better, of eh? On you with my right, other right. It's very awkward yeah. always, and it's even worse when there's like big gatherings when you're all there. Yeah. And then you're talking, and you're like, "Hey, I haven't seen hey, you in a while." Hey, remember how been... we were the? I mean, right. You're yeah. like, "Hey, I haven't seen you. It's been like a couple months or whatever." And then you and the other couple are like, "Hey, Tuesday was hey, yeah. when <laughs> you weren't invited." Right. It's always kind of awkward yeah. that way. Or the group, you know, you get into a group and everybody's cool, and then one person or one group wants to hang out separately, and that that third party that <laughs> right. makes it like kind of a, a full-on thing isn't there, and then it's awkward because it's just two of you. Oh yeah, and you're just like <laughs> yeah, you don't know. Usually <laughs> in the group, this is cool, but when it's just the two of us, right. it's just like eh, I didn't realize missing. how much they were contributing yeah, to this. The, the, the pressure's the, on wow, me there. This is a yeah. weird. Yeah. Huh. I, I this is a couple months ago. So we have a couple of different groups of friends that we know from different yep. places. You know how that kind of yep. works. And my wife and I are. I can't remember when I first meet people. I can never remember their names. It's literally like three or four times I've met him, and I'm like, tall guy, doctor, you know, or short guy, works for the city, you know, or yeah. wife with the glasses and ratty ki bratty kids, whatever, yeah. you know, or you're just throwing stuff out there like that. 
And so I'm telling the story. I was like, oh, remember when it was the other group? Oh. <laughs> my, wife, my wife's like, not the group. Not, that guy. not the oh, group. No. I was like, oh, it must have been a different. Hey, Jim, <laughs> how's that tiling business going? I'm not, a, I don't do that. Yeah, sure, yeah, you whatever. Mm, no, that's not me. Oh, okay. <laughs> is your wife the driving force behind your social lives? Oh, of course. All I do is work. Yeah, and, and it's just so she doesn't have to spend time with me when, like oh, in the off hours, okay. off work hours. That's yeah. all it is. So yes. I've, I've come to terms with that. All right, we're going to come back with, uh, we're going to try some couple things, kind of a longer spoon segment, and I'm going to try during the break to make my own butter. Sounds exciting, huh? And feel free to make butter at home yourself it's if fun. you like as well. Scott, Carrie, and Cal. Good, healthy time, safe activity. Can't believe it. It's butter. I that's can't already a thing. That's I mean, that's where they got it. Actually, mine took less than a minute. Yeah, you were fast. You're very good at doing this motion. So all those old movies where they were churning butter and they had the big thing, well, and no, it no, looked no. so hard. It, but think about, think about how it, you know, you were saying, hey, it's not clicking. What does that mean? Well, the <laughs> butter is made. Think of how much cream they had in that big churn and how much time it would take to. I did it in a minute. I, yeah, you had like a teeny tiny bit of cream. I think it's proportional, though. It also was a bigger container moving more. I think they were scamming us. All those Little House of the Prairie things and it looks so rough or whatever. I think it was... You know, I think we need this to This is actually easier big... than going to the store it for is. butter. Yeah. But you have to have heavy whipping cream. Who doesn't have heavy whipping cream? I don't. You don't have... keep it stocked? Wow, that's a failure on your no. part. If you had a cow, boom, it's right there. So there you go. I don't... Uh, it's against HOA regulation to have a cow. Oh, I'm sorry. And whose fault is that for signing an HOA? I'm just saying, I'm just saying. All right, Spoons, we're going to try some cookies. <coughs> I want some right. lemon Oreos. These I have actually okay. had. Okay. And Ooh, cinnamon roll. Yeah, so Keebler. I have Keebler, a friend who's allergic to cinnamon. Isn't that sad? That's really sad. I know. Um, Keebler uh, makes, you know, they made the original fudge stripe cookies. Yes. And I found that they have several different types. They have a lemon one, which we mm. couldn't find for today. A red velvet one, which is a complete fail because red velvet sucks. Yeah. And cinnamon and then a chocolate one. And the chocolate has... Uh, uh, white icing, okay. or white chocolate on it, or whatever. Ma'am, sorry, I can't you. have any. Sorry. I will uh, watch lovingly Ooh, from over here. Enjoy. Try, try. Oh, you got it. There we go. But I did get Carrie some bread so she could try the mm. butter too. This How are they? Is amazing. It's like a yummy breakfast cookie. Aren't they good? The so lemon ones, good. I even think, are better. Really? I think the lemon ones are even better. But since they have those, he's uh, lemon Oreos. Are you a lemon fan? I am a lemon fan. I just bought lemon cookies yesterday. I like lemon, but if it tastes too artificial, lemon. No, no, no. It, no or tart. Not the not the artificial, like just. Oh, like real lemons, yeah. Mm -hmm. My son, um, almost every year, he wants a lemon birthday cake. Thanks. Uh, lemon's so funky because if it gets too tart, it's really bad too. It's got to be done well. You trying it? Not yet. I'm eating the cinnamon cookie. It's so good. You gotta be like Doc. You just gotta inhale. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. right. Lemon ones are good. Solid. I'm still cinnamon. But is it, come on, do you really want that or do you want a real Oreo? Do you want a lemon Oreo? Those are pretty darn good. You want the original Oreo. All right, lemon Oreo. All these Oreo. crazy flavors just kind of get annoying. These don't even taste like, these are just lemon cookies. Mm. Uh, they're just branding them Oreo like that. I think it's really good. I like it. <clears throat> Would you buy them? Mm -hmm. Would those be a go-to? 
Am I um, the only one who can't pay, who can't pick cookies in less than like ten minutes at the store? I think you are. No, I'm serious. I go to the store, and if I'm shopping, whatever picture. But when I get, I'm like, I want cookies. Then I'm gonna eat cookies later, mm-hmm. whatever. And I go to the aisle, and I'm just like, what kind of cookie? And I can't pick. I don't know what it is. Really? There's, do you have uh, a go-to cookie that you always get? Uh-uh. I mean, and yet you can I just go. Are, are we going to like a real place to get real cookies, or are you just <clears throat> buying something in the supermarket? No, like the supermarkets. They got 400 brands, and they're walking down. Did you just always eat Oreos? Do you always eat Nutter Butters? I usually have my like? go-to's. Yeah, like Ooh, the the Oreos butters, or the yeah. Chips Ahoy, the Chewy Chips Ahoy <laughs> chocolate chip. That's some good stuff. Those so, are okay. I'm not a huge. If I'm going to have chocolate chip cookies, I want them homemade. I want well, the good stuff. There's this uh, bakery in New York called the Levain Bakery. Mm-hmm. And the line for their cookies is always like an hour long. I waited online for 45 minutes, and they only make four types. They make chocolate chip, uh, fudge something, macadamia, and then uh, oatmeal. And they're mm-hmm. huge. They're like, Do they make like, peanut butter? No, no peanut butter. Fail. But they I are black and white. Do they and make it's $5 a, black and white? a cookie. For Do they make cookie. black and white? No. Okay. It's amazing. We How big are the cookies? So I'm going to have them shipped here, and we'll do a spoon. How big are the cookies? Uh, almost like half a muffin. Like the top of a muffin, a scone, basically. For $5? It's like, That's a lot. It, it's a big cookie. It's like thick like this. For $5? Tell, trust me, it's worth it. Per cookie? I'm going to have them shipped here. You're going to see. Like, like I thought you were saying like they're like dinner plates or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe. It's, 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 it's big. It's like this big, you know? Half, it's like half, the That's muffin, for muffin top. Bucks? Well, this is New York. It is New, New York. York prices. You just That's automatically get it jacked hey, up I'd gladly them. pay it. They're amazing. The best cookie I've ever had. Ever. I mean, any bakery. Do you, do you any, ever make homemade cookies? I do. This isn't. That's nothing compared. This, this is. <laughs> that's 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 dog okay. Crap. See, here's what's going on. New York has a lot of good stuff going for it, a lot of good food and whatever. Mm-hmm. But Cal's Cal's a New York snob. He moves to Dallas, and everything's <laughs> New York now. I never said everything's, that. No, because here's what's going on. He went to New York and he brought back bagels from New York uh-huh. because everybody asked. No, no. The, I wasn't one, trying to be like, oh, look what I have. Huh? Those are fun to make. I've never made it. No, but they're, here's they're the thing. So I go, Cal, why don't you just get bagels here? Ah, it's not the same. That's not a bagel. And I you go, got here are not bagels. Come on. And I go, you've got delis around here. You've got bagel mm-hmm. stores, yeah. whatever. You get them. He goes, not the same. And I go, no, you've got like even some national brands like mm-hmm. Brugger's and Einstein Brothers, yeah. which, are, which are good. Yeah. Those aren't bagels. And Cal's like, it's got to be from New York. And I no, go, it's, it's something in the water. It is. That's why the New York, everybody knows New York bagels, New York pizza. The dough is, is I'm sorry, it's, it's, it's superior. I'm sorry. It's, don't look at me like that. Is it right? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Just, I'm like, do you see the New York snobbiness? Yeah. You say, snobbiness. It's the best it's just, it is what it is. It's better. <laughs> <laughs> it's fact. I'm That's sorry. That's not an argument. What it is. It's just better. <laughs> You're telling me, okay, you've you've had New York pizza. It's great. All right. Or and New York bagels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're telling me you can find something that good, that the same flavor and the same texture and all that here. Yeah. I'll, I'll ch- gladly other, try. I'll say other places. No, oh, sorry, sorry. Or where? Um, you can get to Chicago, uh, yeah. Cleveland, now, Pittsburgh. Now, there is a difference between Chicago pizza and I'm New not York talking pizza. different styles, okay. yeah. But, yeah, you can get stuff or whatever. I mean, the water, please. That's just silliness. <laughs> but, but, I you, mean. And you're talking to a guy who, like, when, when you ever watch him eat, it's like. I do. I just. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't stop just to inhale, flavor right. things. Of course I do. He doesn't stop to savor. Now, I He's will like, say that <laughs> there are parts of the country that have more difficulty making quality pizza, but you can get some good stuff here in Dallas. I found a couple. Um, mm-hmm. I mentioned Richmond, Virginia. It's difficult to get great pizza there. There's a couple places, but you got to seek it out. New York, just on every corner, done well. Right. You know, so I will say that. More people know how to do it, but... It's not the water. It's not uh, the you know geographical location. They've actually been doing it longer in New York than they had in the Midwest. 
It, it was. It's much newer to the Midwest than it was to New Pizza? York. Pizza? Yeah. Well, yeah, because it came in through the I know. The I'm just saying. So they have time on their side. There's just more of them, but it's not the water. Cal's like, no, it's not the water. water. It's, it's more the time. chemical consistency. You know, when we lived in New Jersey, chemical. I could not get international any dough hand to symbol rise. for chemical. I don't know because of the water. I actually blamed the water that the dough wouldn't okay. rise because of the water. All right, this is ridiculous. Let me get a break in here. <laughs> it's Cal Carey and Dockin for Pat and Stu today. Superiority. I don't know why you can't accept it. I don't know. Hey there, it's Doc Cal and Carrie in for Pat Stu and Jeffy today. Thanks for joining us. Um, there's been the discussion again, sadly, of a travel ban. And I say sadly because the whole concept of Trump's travel ban, I think, is a little bit flawed mm -hmm. in the way he rolled it out. The general idea behind a travel ban, I could be, I could get behind. I mean, I think we need to secure our borders. So you better would say way to it's do it. not offensive. No, it's not it's offensive. Smart policy. No. Um, uh, not necessarily the way he's done it and presented it, but there is something in there. But mm -hmm. maybe I'm wrong. Cal, do you think that's a solid idea? I do. Yeah, I don't think there's a. I mean, I think the um, the process of elimination when they come in and, and the vetting obviously needs to be very thorough, and I think there needs to be that needs to be taken a look at a little deeper. But I don't. You know, people coming from certain countries. Do pose a threat, and they need to be vetted. Not to say that all refugees. I think we need to open our arms to refugees, but the vetting process definitely needs to be looked at. And it needs it should be vetted differently for different parts of the world. Do yeah. you think? Mm -hmm. Joining us now is Muslim activist mm -hmm. uh, Rahim Raja. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Uh, so, do you agree with the travel ban? Uh, yes, I do. I believe it makes more sense now when we see what's happening on the ground. And I don't really call it a ban. It's a temporary moratorium from five countries that are failed states. The sixth one, Iran, of course, has been at a perpetual war against the United States, and uh, that's a different story. But the other five are failed states. They're enmeshed in radicalization, jihadism, internal uh, trauma and strife, and they could erupt at any time. So a temporary moratorium stoppage from these countries makes sense. And it's something that I had called for in Canada a few years ago. Uh, from those countries that promote, fund, and export terrorism. So if, if it's a temporary ban or a temporary pause or whatever, shouldn't it then be permanent? If, it's, if temporary is good, shouldn't we continue it then? Well, the idea of a temporary ban is to strengthen the safety and security of the country, to look at national security, look at the borders, see about better ways of vetting people, and so um, I don't believe in it necessarily being permanent, depending on what's happening in those countries. But uh, a stoppage for a short time, I give, often give the analogy that I would love to invite people into my home and take care of their needs. But if they start trashing my furniture, I would want to rethink that <laughs> at least for a short while until I can clean up my mess. We have a huge mess of a global jihadist insurgency worldwide. It needs our attention and it needs the attention of law enforcement, security agencies, and anyone who is involved, border control, those who are involved in taking care 
of policies and programs about the long-term safety of the country. So what you're saying sounds very reasonable, um, and I don't know anyone who could object to that, but when you consider the vetting process, what to you would be a sound process um, to vet people who are coming into our country, into Canada? What would you do? Well, first of all, we have to understand that, uh, you know, I'm an immigrant myself, so obviously my family and I came here because we wanted to embrace the values of uh, democracy, gender equality, freedom of speech, and most importantly, separation of church and state. Mm -hmm. So the values that we uphold, Western values, which are exactly the values that the extremists are at war against, and these are not just my words, they have very clearly said that they hate the West, they hate the values of the West, and they are going to destroy them any way they can. So people who don't respect the values of the country that they are coming into are certainly are not welcome. So, you know, the, that's the idea is to try and understand what the mindset of people is. Are they going to be loyal to the land in which they live? Which, by the way, is a very Islamic concept that to follow the laws of the land where you live unless you're forced to go against the faith. And we have religious freedom. Uh, we have every kind of freedom which we must support and uphold. Uh, so these are the questions that come to my mind when I think about, uh, you know, the long term uh, safety of these of, of our countries, the countries that we call home, where future generations are growing up. Mm -hmm. Rahim, how do you, uh, you know, being a Muslim American myself, I think it's very important that we look at who's coming into the country and make sure that, the, the like you said, the people who are willing to embrace being American and what that means, along with still maintaining the culture that where we come from. How do we differentiate from the, the right and the wrong? I mean, you can't exactly ask, hey, are you a terrorist? You know, it's, it, the, how does that work exactly? How do you... You can't ask that, but we can certainly ask, you know, what is your opinion about, do you want Sharia laws in America? Do you uh, believe in separation of mosque and state? Do you believe in religious freedom? Do you respect the rights of LGBTQ people? Uh, these are all very, very important questions for people coming from Muslim majority societies because very often they have not been exposed to these questions. And by the way, the name is Rahil and not Rahim. That's oh, a voice. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> no problem. I've been called worse. So uh, that's okay. But, uh, you know, this is a process that needs to be decided by having a commission on radical Islamization and sitting together with uh, reformist moderate Muslims and uh, non-Muslims, law enforcement, uh, you know, security people, and then putting up, setting up some programs in which perhaps we can learn to start teaching our children at a very young age about the universal values of human rights and about how to respect people who follow a different path. We don't always have to agree because there are some things that one, uh, you know, which are different, but that doesn't mean that we need to oppress or uh, hurt the people who hold different opinions and different values. And most importantly, because I'm a mother and grandmother, I think it's so important to teach our young children loyalty to the land in which we live because they won't then grow up to want to harm the country in which they live. Rahil, thanks so much for joining us today. Really appreciate the, uh, the insight. How can people reach you on social media? Um, Rahil Raza, my Facebook uh, page is my name. Uh, our website is www.muslimsfacingtomorrow.com. We also have a reform movement, which is www.muslimreformmovement.org. And you can see our mandate and our vision all on that. Raheel Raza, thanks so much. Appreciate it. 
We'll uh, tweet out the information again, uh, so in case you missed it, it's at Doc Thompson Show, and you can uh, see it for yourself in a bit. So I was, I'm glad she corrected you. You gave me the wrong information, yeah. Raheel. I said Raheel. You said Rahim at first. Did I say Rahim? Yeah. Yeah, and then you told me to say Way it, too. To so whatever. But I'm glad she corrected <laughs> you, because I was a little worried there at first that there was a cell going on, and then I could realize that there was... You're just glad that you didn't say it wrong, and I noticed it. I was <laughs> saying that the, you guys were combined in there somehow. We got to keep you we're separated. Invisible codes. Is that what, something <laughs> like that or whatever? Uh, interesting to her, talk about her about a reform movement. Mm-hmm. That's um, I think that's a good way to to term it and to say reform movement in general instead of just these little ideas that we talk about. Hey, okay, let's start a reform movement then. Mm-hmm. If you really believe these things, this is what the fa- your faith is, and you're struggling anyways to tell people. Hey, those people over there that are killing people, that's not who I am. Not us. Right. Yeah. I mean, would you, would you, could you get behind something like that, Cal? I can, I can. Mm-hmm. I can see also a little bit like uh, of a hesitation because uh, you don't also want to lose what your culture is all about and your sure. faith. So you don't want it to be perverted or, or into something that it isn't, which is what's happening on the extreme right side. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely open to uh, reform and talking about what needs to be addressed and what needs to be changed while still maintaining the original culture and, and beliefs. Yeah. How do you, I mean, do you think, I mean, obviously you can't speak for everybody, but the people you know that share your faith in different parts of the country and world, do you think that they would be able to unify behind somebody who started talking reform movement? If it's done correctly, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, but you have to get somebody that is honorable, trusted, and is not divisive. They're, the things that I'm seeing is they're not so much saying reform as they are saying understand what, like, know what the faith is telling you. Don't listen to some cleric who's coming on saying this means this and this means that. Right, but I think, I think if you blanket it, maybe that's not the right term, but I, something like reform movement or mm-hmm. we've got to reform or set this new structure in place, I think that's a good way to start educating people mm-hmm. because we've talked before it comes down to education right? it does it does come down to education and that's where so much i think I, I would i would hear the argument saying that it's not so much reform that is needed as it is understand like because the true form of islam is peace and is education and is empowerment and all these things it's not this radical uh vision so again they'll just come back to saying that we need to make sure that people are learning it correctly and are getting it gotcha. from the proper source. Mm-hmm. All right. Which makes sense. Doc, Carrie, and Cal in for Pat's doing Jeffy. We didn't give a uh, rating on the cookies, and I blame myself. Yep. So the Keebler Fudge Stripe Cinnamon, I'm going to give it 18 yeah, right there. Those were really good. The I lemon, liked the lemon ones, too. I'm going to give them 17. Le- uh, yeah. Okay. I'd do 17 or 18. Under. The right. butter, 18 for creativity. Here's okay, Glenn great. and David, David Barton. David Barton on the Declaration <laughs> of Independence. David, I'm just, can I start here? Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, I'm just looking here. This is New Haven, January 4th, 1788. Sir, please play to Mr. Jer, uh, or is it Zachariah Beecher? 22 shillings and eight pence. Lawful money. Uh, on account of what is due to me on order from the committee payable to the yada, yada, yada. This is, this is like a check? Well, it's, uh, it's asking for money for repayment for congressional services because he has just finished with the Constitution Convention just shortly before. He's a signer of the Constitution. He is a member of the Continental Congress and has been from way back at the beginning. So 
this is, they, they would get per diems. Congress allowed them per diems and payments for their expenses. But how did you stop forgery of stuff like this? He had character back then. Is that what it was? Let, 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 me, let me give you an example. You know, Alexei de Tocqueville came to America and said, I want to see what makes America different. Yeah. What people don't realize is Alexei de Tocqueville was a Justice Department official in France. So he's really concerned about the justice system. That's all I came here to say was justice system. So he's coming here because he said, I hear they don't have the problems with crime in America that we do in France. Because mm -hmm. they had 40,000 people put to death, capital punishment in France. In America, you have two guys who formed our judicial system. One is James Story, excuse me, one is Joseph Story, the other is James Kent. They're called the fathers of modern jurisprudence, of American jurisprudence. James Kent is in charge of the entire judicial system of New York, and he's one of the guys who have the American judicial system. So he's in New York, and he personally handled 1,755 cases on the Supreme Court of New York. He served 16 years, and he, like de Tocqueville, was very concerned about crime here in America. And Tocqueville in France, but here we are in America, so de Tocqueville come get answered. And see, what, what, really, what really ticked James Kent off was in 16 years of serving on the Supreme Court of New York, dealing with every crime that came to them, they dealt with murders. And in 16 years, they had eight murders in the state of New York. Eight murders in the state of New York, one every other year. Chicago's got one every 12 hours. D.C., one a day. New York City, one and a half a day. We're talking eight murders in 16 years. De Tocqueville says, i got to go see what's happening over there. And when he got here, the whole thing just blew up in his face. I can't believe how different America is. And he looked at education. He looked at transportation. He looked at church. He looked at everything. He said, this, this is amazing. And that's where we get the term American exceptionalism. It's out of his book. But it was because of the justice system. So that and everybody was like... I could stab you to death, but I've been working so hard on the <laughs> yeah, field. That's right. I just can't <laughs> live it I'll get to it tomorrow. And then uh, by the next day, it was all blown off. But so. then when you're, when you're six years old and memorizing 60 verses yeah. over the weekend, that yeah. helps the integrity. <clears throat> and so there, there was just not that much crime that went on. And you had the personal honor and integrity not to overcharge for something. That's not what you're going to do. Um, you're just going to get paid for your expenses. And so it was a whole different climate. People will say, David, that's just that people were never like that. Sorry, read history. Oh, that's right. We don't read history mm. today. People were never like that. Well, and it depends on whose history you read. Well, that's true, Because too. if you read a history of someone governed by the moral foundation, by a faith, Christianity, the right, Judeo-Christian ethic, you find a lot different atmosphere mm -hmm. than if you read some of European history. Because you don't see that in history unless, again, they have a moral code that they are governed by which there's no greater code now, than that. They had a lot of religion in, they had a lot of religion in Europe, mm -hmm. but it didn't get down to the individual person. Yeah, and religion is what I have a problem with. Faith yeah. is what we should be striving for. Religion is the system that makes it work. You don't need the system like you need the personal input. Mm -hmm. And that's what we did. Everybody read the Bible. You memorized the Bible. Mm -hmm. You got it in your own heart. Mm -hmm. That made the difference. So that, that, that's a big deal. Now, we were talking about Daniel Webster and that famous line, and that really is, is what drove so much of the American thinking up to the Civil War. You, you, we're one and inseparable. Liberty and, it's not liberty or union, it's liberty and union, one and inseparable, now and forever. And so here's, here's one of the things that's kind of interesting out of that thinking time, that period time. Oh my gosh, this is huge. It's, but here's this is a parade drum. You can see right oh, here wow. on the side. From where, David? 
This this would have been, I, we don't know where. We just know it's a parade drum from the 1830, 1843. Can you give it to me? I might be able to. Have you looked inside? I have not looked inside. This Let's is brand inside. new. Just come in. There's the hole right there you yeah. can see into. Usually, sometimes you can look into the hole. And there it says, uh, Daniel D. something, April 25th, 1904 is where he is, his handwriting inside. And I see, I so see nothing else. It. Yeah, I see nothing else of of uh, marking inside, at least on that Interesting. side. Interesting, yeah, on that side. Usually the, the, the makers would put their name the there side. somewhere. Yeah. Yep, so that's... So Union and Liberty... That's the, the again, the one, emphasis. One and uh, inseparable. That is the now Daniel Webster. That's Daniel Webster. And so that is the phrase that characterized America for all those decades leading up to Civil and War. And that is, that is um, Civil War, David? Well, that is pre-Civil War. That's considered to be a parade drum from pre-Civil War. So that's the emphasis of that phrase. It really characterized a lot of what we did in our thinking. How, I mean, to think that there was no, there's no media. Mm -mm. And to... People read. They actually read. They had to have. They read. And, and that's why when Thomas Paine put common sense out, look at the penetration it got. Look how many yeah. copies they, they kept printing and reprinting and reprinting. I mean, to think that that went on to a drum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's I mean? because everybody read that culture. Daniel Webster speech. It was. Yeah, it's pop culture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which shows you how deeply it had penetrated yeah. your thinking. Pretty remarkable. Mm -hmm. Pretty remarkable. So all sorts of stuff. Here's a uh, piece right here. We'll come back to Roger in a, in a moment. Newspaper, 1791. Um, and at the top of this paper, now, again, they read, you know, try looking for pictures. You get very little except the wood prints here. What's always cool about these old newspapers is and I, I love this as much as anything reading the ads that's, that's in them. You know, you, you buy a house for four and a half dollars or whatever it is. And so it, it's always a lot of fun on the ads. But in this particular paper, they have an ad up on the front called Law Lectures. If you can see what it says there. Can you read that? By the Honorable James Wilson, LLD, Professor of Laws in College and Academia of Philadelphia, will be delivering on Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday every week, 6 o'clock in the evening, at the College and Law exercises every Saturday. Tickets of admission may be had at Dr. Wilson um, at his house in, on Market Street or the Reverend uh, Dr. Rogers at the college, December 18th. Does that tell you anything at all? Didn't tell me. He's, this is one of the things that got me into history, was I was reading a U.S. Supreme Court case in 1844, and it was a unanimous decision by the court that said, um, if you're going to be a government-run school, you will teach the Bible. We will not allow a government-run school not to teach the Bible. And they quoted the Honorable James Wilson. I said, who in the heck is that? And I'd never heard the name in my life. So I looked him up. Tim, why don't you hit behind us here? <laughs> well, which, which picture do you want to use? Let's do both of them. Because James Wilson was one of the six guys that signed both... Constitution and the Declaration. The Declaration of the Constitution. So in this one, let's see... Right there. Generally speaking, James Wilson's a guy that you would recognize as you're wearing today glasses. 
He generally is the guy you recognize because he See almost that? always wore glasses. Oh, I've seen that before. I always thought that was uh, Franklin. No, that's no. James Wilson. So Franklin, this one is up here. Franklin Constitution is down here. And so in this picture, you're looking for a guy under the flag with right glasses. There, yes. there you go. Right oh, under there's the a guy the with glasses. Now, see, the other founding father that always had glasses, Patrick Henry, but his are always on top of his head. He never wears them down here. Mm. And so James Wilson always has them down. Now, what else do we know about James Wilson? He's the second most active member of the Constitutional Convention. He's spoken the Florida Convention 168 times. He might have had just a little hand in what went on. Which, by the way, that's more than Madison did. Long, long time more, way over what Madison. As a matter of fact, 100 years ago, they called James Wilson the master builder of the Constitution. He's part of the group that came up with the Electoral College. Uh, the bicameral system goes back to Roger Sherman, but he's the one who comes up with a way to, to have elections where that everybody gets a voice, both states and people. I mean, what he did. Now, because he's so active, when Washington comes into office and the, the Congress says, okay, let's have a Supreme Court now, you got one chief justice, and we're going to let you have five associate justices. He's an original justice on the Supreme Court. And so what, what you've got here is a justice on the Supreme Court while he's sitting on the Supreme Court is teaching law classes. Mm. He started the first law, organized law school in America. And so you see it there at the college. And so he's inviting it to the public to come to the law lectures. These are the first law books ever done in America. That's the, the original set of law books from James Wilson that... This is where American law comes from. So he is the guy who laid the foundation for what de Tocqueville later found with James Kent and Joseph Story. So this is the foundation laid by, by James Wilson. He also explains that Christianity is part of the common law and the basis of law in America, that you cannot separate the two in America. Law and Christianity go hand in hand.